Groove Cafe. And joining me on the Groove Cafe today, I have author Pamela Babirukamu, who is the author of the book, um, Beaten Not Crushed, Finding Your Grip in Times of Adversity. Pamela, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Crystal. Thank you for joining me. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am good. I'm lovely. I'm great. I can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me your book when when did you um actually release your book i released my book early 2020 mm-hmm. but it was a project for the entire 2019 ah so this is yeah. not a, a lockdown baby this this was before no. covid but but it sold a lot during lockdown because I guess many people had so much time. Mm-hmm. More so time, much to, time read. to read. Yes, absolutely. Now, yeah. just, just you know, going through the book, you've actually been through a lot and you shared so many of your experiences. Maybe you can just tell us a bit about that. Okay, so I am uh, 45. Mm-hmm. And um, the first part of my book, I write a bit about myself in terms of my childhood. Mm-hmm. I lived, I had a very fortified childhood. I went to the best schools in Kampala. I generally lived what I would call a fairy tale life. Mm-hmm. I didn't encounter much trouble as a child. So you had a privileged childhood. Generally, Yes, very privileged childhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I finished university, I hoped and prayed that, oh, I imagine thought that was, you know, kind of predestined for me to have a good life because I seem to have put everything in, in the right place. Mm-hmm. I had finished a degree and my plan was then was to get married, have children by 30 and then be financially independent by 35. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think I really understood what that meant. But anyway, that was my plan. Mm-hmm. So I come out of university with my own blueprint of what my life was going to look like. Okay. And um, so when I'm done with university, I get married at the age of 26. Mm-hmm. And like said, would have it by 30. I didn't have children yet. Mm-hmm. And um, I was married for 10 years. Okay. And um, by the end of the 10 years, I was not only did I, did I not have children, mm-hmm. but I also uh, got separated and later divorced. Okay. Okay. So that was never anything that I had gained for, considering that I'd, uh, you know, been built up in a, what I would call a really functional family. My parents were happily together mm-hmm. and they were emulating that marriage is something that actually works and is doable mm-hmm. and all my siblings were married too and also you know kind of gave me the feeling of there's just no way you know marriage was supposed to end up that way mm-hmm. so I was not able to have children mm-hmm. um, I had fertility issues a detail in my book mm-hmm. and um, after a number of failed attempts to conception my marriage ended anyway mm-hmm. at 10 years 10 years into the marriage okay um, mm-hmm. I, I I then um, of course you know you go through all the valleys and hills depression and all that and uh, through the divorce process I finally also left home mm-hmm. uh, left my house that I had built and um, left to go and live with my parents 
When you say that um, you had built, you yes. Wow. Okay. Um, and those are some of the things that um, I detailed in my book. Basically, talking about the in, you know, the inequality, gender in, in imbalances, and mm-hmm. how society doesn't support women mm-hmm. when it comes to issues of, of divorce and separation. Mm-hmm. For a woman to earn something, she really must have proof and a lot of it. Okay. To be able to gain, you know, um, or to get what is duly theirs. Mm-hmm. Well, um, in our divorce, we were advised to to, to, to sell our property and divide equally. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the fights I had encountered, I had been chased out of the house. I just made up my mind to walk away and, and leave it. Turn back, yes. Ooh, many people do that. Many women, especially, do that. But that, oh, you end up losing so much. Mm-hmm. Many women have worked so hard and left all their life savings behind. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess, you know, those are some of the um, the violations and encounter in life. Okay. What so about career? Of, career, as in what was my career like? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, was working, I was, I, was, I was working with NGOs most mm-hmm. of my early uh, um, career life. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I decided to go into business. So right now I'm a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. I'm self-employed. Okay. And um, I also um, are running a, a project called Evolving Woman. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, your marriage ended and you walked away from it. You left your property behind and you moved back in with your parents. Mm. How was that? Well, sadly, at the age of 40, I went back to live with my parents. And, um, well, of course, my parents embraced me. They welcomed me like anybody would. They were really appreciative of the fact that I could actually leave and let go mm-hmm. and go back home. Partly because they were really scared of what could actually come out of it. You know, so many women have lost their lives mm-hmm. trying to fight for what is theirs. They were aware um, of what you were going through. Yes, were aware of everything I was going through. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. So I went back at the age of forty. Mm-hmm. I had uh, by then I had adopted two children. I was fostering, adopted one, fostering one, and so you can imagine you go back home to your parents and you are you're back to square one. Mm-hmm. And um, divorce had taken a toll on me, so I was not productive. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have money to to rent a house. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go back to my parents' house and live there for one year. That is a good decision. A very good mm. decision. Mm-hmm. I know at the time it must have been like, how can I do this? But yeah, we all have it's to rely on the people that love us and the support networks around us. So Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. And you're actually lucky if you have a place to run back to. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and like you said, you know, you had to walk away from everything. Um, is depression something that you are really experiencing as well? Yes, I was. I was going through a little. I, I was depressed. I had so much anger. I, I could. I would say I was what you would call an anger overload. Oh, Ooh, <laughs> Anyone so who crossed my path was just you were you know, lashing out lashing out at everybody and um, sadly at the time when I also left and went back to stay with my parents my dad was very sick he was in his last days Mm -hmm. so I was going through my own issues and I added the emotional trauma that comes with seeing your dad die Mm -hmm. and um, 
you know, of course, then it strained my relationship with my mother as well because we were all stressed and I was the easiest target, you know, someone in the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, ah, it was just turmoil. A really difficult time. Yes, very difficult. Very difficult. Ooh. And angry with God. I think I was even more angry with God than anybody else. The mm. feeling of he owed me a good life because I, you know, how you're raised to, to do things right. You felt you'd and done everything just, that you were supposed yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. And then here I was experiencing the things I was experiencing. It, it's just a feeling of it's unfair. I mean, where was he when all this was happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I was really angry with God. Ooh, I can imagine you were in a very, very dark place. Mm. How how did you find your way out of it? Well, um, I would say that I, 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 on my own, really, because I didn't even see a counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can say that the highlight of it is like I started just wake. I woke up and just thought to myself, "Wow, okay, I, I need to find my grip. I really need to get back. I need to find some meaning in life." Mm-hmm. Um, maybe my turning point was when I turned forty. My friend threw a birthday party for me, mm-hmm. and I did a photo shoot. And when the photos came out, I was in shock and oh, that wow, am I actually looking this beautiful? I didn't oh. feel so. Mm-hmm. And that actually did turn around tables for me. I just felt like I needed to find something to actually get up and keep moving. Mm -hmm. That was very pivotal for me. Mm -hmm. The other was going out and adopting uh, my child. Mm -hmm. That gave me some sort of feeling of, you know, I need to snap out of it and just find life. I need to live for this girl, if not for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I must, I, I must say, I was lucky that I didn't have suicidal thoughts, but I really wished I would die. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Why am I really here? Mm-hmm. So I was, um, yeah, really, really depressed. But that was my turning point, and I can say that the signal. Um, the real uh, thing that really helped me to cross over and get out of depression was my sister enrolled me for a, a program called Alabastron. It was a Kenyan um, experience mm-hmm. where women were offered like a, heal- a healing, self-discovery and healing like sessions mm-hmm. that helped me to wake up. Okay. It helped me to wake up and realize, okay, there's more to life than just the things that I've been through. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I needed to just um, get up and start encouraging other people who are going through the same. Okay. Well, it's it's one thing to 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 you know get yourself back on track and and heal, but it's another to share those experiences and to do that in a book. It takes a lot of courage. How did you decide to write your book? Well, I guess I was inspired by the fact that um, many of us go through adversity, but we don't know how to come out of it. Mm-hmm. We feel stuck. And uh, for me, it was more to say, okay, I've been privileged to actually get out of this. And I've seen people die mm-hmm. um, in, in, you know, stuck in, in depression or mm-hmm. stuck in, a, in, in tight situations. But just and give so up. Think, just completely yeah, just give giving up. up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So it was more to just inspire people to get out of adversity or to actually acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also was aware that it Peter feels so hard to slow our progress and they deter a lot of, you know, like our living life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was more 
to write and it was a healing process for me by the writing the book was like the ultimate healing process because uh-huh. I cried through the book mm-hmm. I cried through the book mm-hmm. and um, reading it now and talking about it without shedding a tear is for me an indicator of healing mm-hmm. um, the other thing was that you know societal standards are really of a woman eh, or a good woman are really unattainable to me mm-hmm. and it leaves many women feeling like they're not good enough or woman enough mm-hmm. no that I had I needed to write this and just find people who would identify with me I am typically the too much woman if you know what they call the too much woman (laughs) (laughs) and uh, I needed to speak for the too much woman and say that she too has space in society Mm -hmm. and um, I needed to you know bring us back and then lastly I was also inspired uh, to expose the gender inequality the relations Mm-hmm. Yes. And so they are those are my inspirations really. Okay. Now that you look back on your journey, do you think there's some things you would have done differently, some lessons that you have learned? Um well I, I, I look back and say maybe it differently, but I am learning to embrace the journey. Mm-hmm. I am one of those people that are going back and crying over spilled milk. I want to make you some what it's like mm-hmm. and but what, you see how can you, I better myself you can advise women who are in similar situations mm. Mm. okay yes definitely um, I'm, I'm pro-marriage uh, I end up in divorce but very pro-marriage mm-hmm. I believe that um, uh, maybe when you choose a spouse one you need to look out for um do you um do you have so much in common as in you know make a decision so based on your mind and not your heart because mm-hmm. many times we are really deceived by how we feel but what generally is um do you do you advise mm-hmm. the yardstick for choosing a spouse okay mm-hmm. um i would really really advise i i, I subscribe to to I'm, I'm a christian and i i believe in the bible spirits and two walk together and they agree mm-hmm. And, and and what that means for me is that uh, you know you must choose somebody who has similar values. You must choose somebody who believes in the things that you believe in. Mm-hmm. You also must choose somebody who celebrates you and not just tolerates you. You know, mm-hmm. you you must really choose somebody who is going to stand with you even when they don't believe in what you are doing. Because I think that uh, two adults with aspirations come together mm-hmm. and. Um, well, sadly, I don't believe, or that's typically what society teaches, that, you know, when you come into marriage or a relationship, you should come in to support your husband. So it's like you didn't have any, there was no proper cause or reason for you. Mm-hmm. And whatever you your needs, your aspirations are, they come second. Yes, or last. They come second. Mm-hmm. You have to just support the guy. Mm-hmm. I instead really, and I, I do this, really encourage this uh, also to the men, just to, you know, cut their expectations and say, and a woman is very empowered today. Mm-hmm. She knows that she's created for a purpose. She's coming to also have a purpose. But what's your joint purpose together? Mm-hmm. So share each other on with the individual purpose. Then work towards what the joint purpose is. You know, together. Mm-hmm. Understand and appreciate that. So if I am called, I believe that I am increased to empower women to live life to their full potential. It doesn't mean um, if I'm married to, to you that I am fighting against men. No. Mm-hmm. It just simply means that I have discovered that in 
then don't live life to their fullest because of society norms and, and, and beliefs and things. So I am empowering them. So please cheer me on. <laughs> not that I am saying that we can live without men. No. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> <So> not. <laughs> we cannot live without them. Mm-hmm. It's just that. Unfortunately, this is what life has offered the women. And I imagine that you would you would support me in this. And then you, I would also support the man mm-hmm. in whatever he feels is his purpose. Mm-hmm. Be his greatest cheerleader. Push him on. Mm-hmm. And then together... But do we'll that for each him. other. Mm-hmm. Do that for each other. Mm-hmm. Not pull each other down and feel like, I come first, you come second. Mm-hmm. Things have also changed. You find that the woman is the one who actually is the CEO, brings in the bigger check, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Can we continue to think of the women the same way? No. Mm-hmm. So, I believe that getting into a relationship, there's so many things that you must consider, both from the man's side and from the woman's side. Mm-hmm. But mostly, you must have some form of agreement. Oh, Some okay. form of agreement. Someone will come in and say, I would like to have a PhD. And then you, the man, think, why would a man want to have a PhD when they're going to have children? Why would she raise the children? And agree. And say, okay, since you 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 hire you back to attain a PhD, let's have children first in this way, or let's have them first, then you go and do your PhD. But that that is putting her also into consideration mm. and the family as well. Yes, yes. For me, it's more of you know you must agree. Yeah. You really must agree on something before mm-hmm. you even get into a marriage. True. True. Yeah. Most people now say, you know, you have to talk about the finances, but there's so much mm. more um, mm. that mm. you have to go into when you're on the same page. All right. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that. I, I, I love that you are able to talk about your experience now and mm. you don't feel, the, you know, the, the sorrow and the, the need to cry because that is mm. such a huge step for you. So I'm mm. happy for you about that. So when the book came out, how did your family feel about it? What was the reception like from the people around you? Well, I had given several talks about my life before and so my family kind of was used to me talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, generally speaking, I think we're a family generally open. Uh, my mother is, a, is the embodiment of a Michiga woman. <laughs> <laughs> and we've always called a spade a spade. We don't call it a big spoon. You know, expressing and being candid about my life uh, was something that no one really, um, no one really opposed. Mm-hmm. However, we also have this in us where you know you kind of have to have your own independence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, I, and, I, and I encourage that for everybody, even for mothers who are raising children. That you know, you know, you can raise children in a certain direction, but their choice of where they want to go is their choice. You cannot always target on, you know, how does that emulate me or how do I come into the picture? Sure. It cannot always be that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my family was like, if you're okay with that, that's fine. But I, frankly speaking, I never even like went out to ask their views where. <laughs> They're like, okay, this is what you're doing? Fine, let's go. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I have also learned that, you know, you have to make you have to make your personal choices without, you know, looking out for validation much of the time because you know, people have different reasons why they will tie you from moving. Mm-hmm. And for me, this is just the beginning of bigger things that I know are yet to come from my experiences. I needed to document it. All right. I needed to document it. And um, I've been very candid about so many things society would ideally not talk about. But mm-hmm. for me, it is more of 
you know, let's break the stigma of so many things. Let's, mm-hmm. let's break the stigma of fertility and challenges that women go through. Uh, let's know how to behave or treat them. Um, educating even people who are not going through those kind of experiences, but educating them on how do you support somebody mm-hmm. who is going through such things. Now, can you be more so, sensitive as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. My family didn't have much of a say, I must say. <laughs> um, yeah, just like when I made my decision to, 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 to file for sports, I didn't get my parents' views. I went to inform them. I was actually already way in the process. Right. And for me, that's more empowering for me that I'm educated, but I have learned to be independent. Mm-hmm. Um, many times, parents won't let you divorce because, you know, for selfish reasons. Yeah? Yes. Uh, you know, how will they know that my daughter is divorced? But the truth is, she's not been with this man for years, so I'm still living in denial or pretense, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of the day, I've learned that also we must be empowered, our girls must be empowered, our boys must be empowered to make decisions, and mm-hmm. ours is to support them, mm-hmm. or maybe guide them as they make the decisions that they do. Okay, okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Pamela. Thank you so much and for being brave enough to, you know, really address these things that people don't want to face. How can we find your book, Beaten Not Crushed? Where do we find it? Um, you find it in a book. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find it in on Jumea. You, uh, it shall be, I shall be at the book point by the end of the week. Okay. And I am just a call out. Okay, you're a <laughs> so call away. Also deliver, yes, we okay. can also deliver to you. Okay. And it's only 35,000 per, per, per book. Per copy. Okay. How can we find you on social media? Well, uh, social media, I am on Facebook. I'm Facebook. On Facebook mm-hmm. And uh, it's, uh, I'm Pamela Kerunji Balukamu on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And um, I also have an organization that I started still in, uh, in the same to impact. Actually, have the potential, and that's evolving woman. Evolving so, woman, evolving woman. Mm-hmm. We believe in uh, empowering women to evolve themselves and best self means discovering who you are, being mm-hmm. self aware, mm-hmm. and living the after finding your identity in the things that matter mm-hmm. and not the things that society has prescribed as you. Hallelujah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Pamela, thank you again for joining me on the Groove Cafe. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Mm, thank you. All right, thank you so much, and uh, stay blessed. Uh, stay blessed too. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Groove Cafe. RX Radio. Happy vibes. Sweet connections. The Groove.